So, okay, I've got a question for you. Do you know what a mastermind really is? Do you? Or, or do you just, oh, yeah, of course I do, boys. Well, do you really know? Do you know where it came from? Do you do you know what, what Napoleon Hill said about it in Think and Grow Rich? How about networking? Are you, are you up to speed on exactly what networking is and how to do that? How about growing your business? Well, I've got a guest for you today that's going to be able to share with us some great ideas about all three of those things and a whole lot more. Please welcome Michelle Denio. Den- I just blew it, didn't I? Michelle Denio. Denio. Michelle Denio is with us today, and Michelle has interesting information to share with us about those things and much more right here on The Business of Sales. The business of sales is sometimes harder than actually making the sale in the first place. See, you're not only a professional salesperson, you're a business owner, but the focus always seems to be on sales. Well, we're here to help you. I've been in the sales world and training sales professionals for over four decades. My name's Morris Sims. I've seen some great salespeople fail because they didn't run their business very well. Well, we're going to share success concepts and interview some great entrepreneurs who are going to help you in your business. Welcome to the Business of Sales. Michelle, thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Morris. It's always, always a pleasure to chat with you. Well, I, I'm sorry I butchered your name. That's okay. You are not the first nor or the last <laughs> that will be doing that. <laughs> You've heard it before, huh? I sure have, multiple times. <laughs> Michelle, tell us how you got into this world of of consulting and working with business owners. Oh, gosh, what a crazy story. Um, Truly, I I consider myself an accidental entrepreneur. Long story short, uh, my husband and I are originally from upstate New York, Syracuse, and we just really got sick of the snow and the cold and the gloom and decided that we were going to move to Florida. And what we just, you know, we uprooted our entire lives, jobs, the whole bit, thinking, yeah, we we're really good. We've got high level jobs. We're executives up in the, in the upper echelons here. We'll just, we'll just fit in right easy peasy down in Florida. And that didn't happen. And (laughs) my really, my really impressive resume in the state of New York is not impressive at all in the state of Florida in a land filled with snowbirds and uh, retail and hospitality. When I came from engineering, manufacturing and accounting, uh-huh. It, it wasn't the same industry. So long story short, I started networking, thought, okay, I got to get out, meet some people. I got to see what else is out there. And just started networking and having conversations and meeting people for coffee all the time in, in person. This was long before COVID. And finally, somebody said to me, Michelle, I don't understand why you continue to meet me for coffee and don't charge me for your time and your knowledge. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I don't know why I don't either. I guess I'm just thought we were having coffee, but that's really kind of how it started. It started the journey of just realizing that being able to share and consult and do all of those things was indeed something that people needed, people wanted, and I had the knowledge and the experience and the skill to do it. And so that's really how I got involved, you know, as a as a business owner. Um, my background, like I said, operations, business development, sales, leadership, all of the above. Um, but that's how I really got started on my own. 
Well, that's neat. And it, it just proves that we can reinvent ourselves based on the situation in which we are finding ourselves. Yeah, I think we have a lot of underutilized skills or skills that we really don't um, understand that could be, you know, they're business skills. You could use them just because they were skills that we use in the corporate space, but many of those skills can be turned into some form of business in a lot of ways. Well, I just, I love the fact that you guys chose to do this. This wasn't, uh, you know, thrust upon you as it is so many people out there where, all of a sudden, you've got to to make a decision and do something differently because they downsized your company or or did this, that, or the other. You guys chose to do this. We yeah, we absolutely did. We really just wanted a different life for ourselves. I mean, you know, there was a, we lost a really dear friend very very young um, after a very short battle with lymphoma, and it just made us realize how quickly life can change and that life is so short and retirement and tomorrow is not promised. And mm-hmm. we always talked about living retirement on the beach and golfing and then realize that why wait? We don't, we don't need to wait until retirement to go to the beach or golf. And so we spend every Sunday on the beach. My husband golfs every Saturday and we make a living in a state that makes us very happy. That is fantastic. And I just, I, I love the fact that, again, that, that you guys chose to do this and that takes courage. I mean, that, that, I didn't have the courage to do that. I had to wait until the time was right and, and, you know, all the numbers worked out in the pension and everything else before I was ready to, to even think about it. And then Carlos said, I don't, I'm not going to do another winter in New York. And that sort of took care of that right there because I wasn't going to let her go down south without me. So <laughs> exactly, it was like, okay, I guess it's time. Yep, yep. Well, you know, it, it's not for everybody. And I don't know that there's ever the right time. I, I can't say that there wasn't decisions along the way that I thought, oh, I don't know if this was really the best thing. But ultimately, looking back, it's the best thing. It truly is. It's the best thing that happened to us um, in in a lot of ways and myself included primarily in the state, you know, from a business mm-hmm. perspective, I wouldn't be here had we not made that move. I would have still been climbing my way up the corporate ladder with a little side hustle, probably on the, you know, mm-hmm. on the weekends mm-hmm. and in the evenings. Wow. That's amazing. So Michelle, let's talk about business for a little bit here. I mean, share with us some of the things that are important to, that you find are important to business owners today. I mean, you know, for the folks that are out there, what, what do we need to be thinking about? What do we need to be focused on in, in today's world? Yeah, in the world I live in, you know, I feel like there's three buckets that everybody needs to be kind of focused on as far as growth and business is networking, growth and strategy. Like what is the actual strategy for growth? And then masterminds. I think all three of those are very underutilized. And I think a lot of people try to do it themselves. They try to do one piece of it or not. And in my thought process and in my mind, in my world, I don't feel like they are an either or, or a one or of three. It's all three. You've got to be networking. You've got to be, you have to have a strategy. You can't just be flying by the seat of your pants and you've got to surround yourself with people that can share their knowledge, like learn from others. It's, it's so powerful to learn from others. It's faster. It saves a lot of headache. It saves a lot of, not necessarily mistakes, but it just gives you that leg up. Why not learn from what others have already done? Yeah, especially when you've got some great, wonderful people out there that are more than willing to share with you the 
challenges and the things they've been able to do and overcome, and you learn from that. But, Michelle, let's back up half step here. Mastermind, as I yep. kind of said in the opening, I think that's a, a word or a concept that is not well understood. Help us understand what you mean when you say a mastermind. Yeah, I think mastermind is a an overused word. I think it's become a buzzword in the business space. But to me, a mastermind is that true Napoleon Hill. I don't have the exact definition here um, in front of me, but Napoleon Hill talked about it in Think and Grow Rich, which basically is, you know, a meeting of multiple one or more minds to, you know, think tank together. It's basically a think tank. And that's what it is. It's this peer to peer conversation similar to what even we're having right now, mm-hmm. or yeah. even if there was one other person is to share knowledge, to be able to ask those questions and get that feedback and to be able to share experiences. And from a peer to peer level, this is not, I think why it's such, it's kind of gotten diluted is because in the world of coaching and consulting, a lot of people now have masterminds that are basically one coach being the, the think the expert, right? Versus mm-hmm. peers being the experts. And so for me, a true past mastermind is a group of experts. And there is not one person that is a bigger or better or more advanced expert than others. We are all there as peers sharing our individual expertise, not one person standing at the front of the room. So you you do a complete mastermind for your clients yourself. Is that correct? I do have a mastermind. Yep. We have, um, I have a mastermind group. It's a community. And then I individually pair each person into smaller cohorts to make sure that they are, you know, again, surrounded with other peers that serve a similar audience have been in their business for the same amount of time. You know, you don't want to be you want to make sure that you're at the same similar levels, mm-hmm. not yeah. exactly the same, yeah. but similar levels, but yeah, absolutely. Where, you know, anybody can sit what they call, we call it the hot seat, the support seat, whatever they call it, doesn't matter. Um, and say, Hey, here's something that's coming up for me this week. Does anybody have any thoughts or feedback? Has anybody experienced this before? Has anybody been through this? Has anybody dealt with this situation? What would you do? Or, what do you think about this? Would you be interested? And everybody else can just share their share their feedback. And it's so powerful. So, so powerful. More to come right after this. Alego is our new partner on the business of sales. Thank you, Alego. And check us out at Alego.com, A-L-L-E-G-O.com. I got to tell you, we used Alego when I was in charge of training sales professionals all across the country. And I'll tell you this, it was amazing. Now, I promise you, I won't be recommending anything like this that I haven't used and I believe in 100%. A Lego sales platform uses the power of mobile technology to ensure teams can quickly and easily create and share interactive content that you can use then to, to train, to reinforce, to onboard, to coach, and basically to, to drive productivity anywhere anywhere, let me say it again, anywhere and anytime. You and I both know that you don't learn sales skills or frankly, you don't learn any skill at all by reading a book or watching a video or a live stream. I'm sorry, you just don't. You learn knowledge that way. You learn a new skill by practicing it in a safe environment and then using it in the real world. Well, Alego provides that safe environment where your sales professionals can 
practice on their own in their own environment at their convenience, and then share that practice run with their sales manager or their trainer. But here's the neat part. If they were in front of you practicing and they were right there in your office, you'd share some coaching ideas with them, right? Try this, do that, use this word, maybe that'll help. With the Lego, you get to do exactly that, even though they may be 10 hours away from you. Right there in the video that they shared with you, you can watch that practice session and you can stop it and share verbal con coaching content or, or, or type in comments or however you'd like to do it to provide them the coaching that you'd like to give them that they dare, that they need and they deserve. All that goes right into the video at exactly the right spot where they need the coaching. So please take time and go to allego.com and check us out. That's A-L-L-E-G-O.com. Tell them more people pay you to be a part of this they do yep yes they pay um and i believe whole there's there's ways that you can do it for free i mean there's no talent you know anybody can go and say hey yeah, let's yeah. let's get together and do this why people pay me or why i charge for it is because i'm there as a facilitator there mm -hmm. is to keep the to keep the conversation running smoothly, to make sure everybody has an opportunity to speak, make sure nobody's running off and, um, you know, taking over the conversation, or to make sure nobody's getting put down or made to feel bad or anything of that sort. I think it really requires facilitation for them to run accurately and correctly, and for people to actually gain from it. Um, I think they can often turn into like vent sessions, which accomplish nothing. I mean, once in a while, it's nice <laughs> to just have a group of peers that you can vent to, but yeah, that's yeah. not, that's not really, that doesn't grow your business in uh -huh. a lot of ways. So does everybody get a chance to, to interact when you're, when you're doing this? I mean, it, I go into yeah. this this mastermind meeting and I've got my own set of problems. Somebody else has their own set of problems. Do we all get to talk about what's important to us each time we get together? Yeah, usually they're about 90 minutes. The way I run them is they're about 90 minutes. And I usually try to get at least um, a minimum of two to three people on the hot seat per week. Um, they're small groups. So there's only like individually six to seven people in each each cohort for uh -huh. that reason so that yeah. everybody has a chance to get on the hot seat and really share their, their whatever's coming up for them. Not everybody has something every week, you know, and that's okay. And sometimes they're just there to get feedback and other times they've got an issue. And so sometimes three or four people jump up on the hot seat. Sometimes we, we dive into one person. Sometimes we go all the way around the room and everybody's like, Hey, can you just give me some quick feedback on this? Mm -hmm. And it just depends. It's, that's the thing. I think, one of the reasons I feel like they are so underutilized and why they are so powerful is because it's not the big decisions that people struggle with and keep them stuck in their business. It's the little things. It's the small little things that as soon as you say it out loud, it's like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. I can't believe I got myself so wrapped up thinking about this. You know, like mm -hmm. even the other yeah, day, we yeah. had a somebody that was contemplating having to release a client. Well, even just listening to herself, she's like, I already know what you guys are going to tell me. I already know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I mean, that's the thing. But just having that space where you feel safe, where you feel comfortable to be able to to share those thoughts and share those feelings, that's what grows your business. Because otherwise, she would have been contemplating that probably for the next two weeks or yeah. more. Yeah. And and not sleeping and, and a whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Wow. That's amazing. 
absolutely yeah. amazing. So that, that's one of the things that you mentioned. Growth strategy was another. What, what do you mean by strategy? I, I find this whole idea of words and, and definitions of words, everybody thinks of something different when they hear, different. hear some of these concepts that, that we kind of batter around and throw around like, like you know, nothing, when in reality they have some really important definitions. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, and they do mean something different to everybody. And I think we all need to understand that that's okay too, that it, it can mean something different to somebody else. For me, growth strategy is, I compare it to like your GPS in your car, like on your phone, right? You get in your mm -hmm. car and you're trying to go across country. Let's just say you want to go on a cross country road trip. You're most people, most people would not just get in the car and start driving and hope to God they made it to their destination, right? Like they would type into their GPS, here's where I'm starting and here's where I'm trying to go. Here, and the GPS is going to spit out three different ways. One way is going to include tolls, one way is going to include the scenic route, and one way is probably a combination of both. And I think the same holds true for business, but most people get in their car and just start driving. And they don't always have that destination in mind. Their, or their destination is like a five-year destination. I'm trying to get my figure, you know, I'm trying to grow from 200,000 to 500,000. Okay, well, is that really accurate for your business model? What is the strategy to get you there? Are you even equipped to do that? Or do you need to go from 200,000 to 300 and then 300 to 500? What does that look like? And so having that step-by-step basically like a GPS that says, okay, here's all your steps. And when you get to this, when you're going to drive for 10 miles, and then when you get there, you're going to take a right. And then when you get on that highway, you're going to go for another 10 miles, like always having those incremental steps to have the strategy to continue moving you forward, knowing that your destination is at the end of that versus just getting in the car and driving. And I think a lot of people just create things or do things um, even somebody the other day I was talking with, she created this lead magnet to grow her email list. That was, and I said, well, what's the goal? Like she asked us for our feedback in the mastermind. She asked for our feedback. And I said, well, what's the goal? What mm -hmm. are we trying to do with this? Yeah. Are you trying to get them just on your email list? Are you trying to get them to sign up for your masterclass? Are you trying to get them as a client? Like, what is the goal? And she said, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the, I just, I have no idea. Well, if you don't have that, like the strategy for how to implement this lead magnet was going to be totally different based on the destination she was trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. that is what I mean by growth strategy is always looking at what is the destination? What is my ultimate goal in what I'm about to do? So where am I going and then how am I going to get there? I, I, I think we're on the same page. I define strategy as the how. It's, it's how I'm going to get from A to Z. How am mm -hmm. I going to get from Dallas to Washington, D.C. or wherever I'm going? There are all sorts of different things I could choose, all sorts of different strategies. Which one is mine or which two are mine? But mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I really harp on the idea that you can't have more than a couple of three because you, no. if you've got more than one or two, then you're never going to get deep enough into it to really make a difference. Do you agree? I, I totally agree. I I 100% agree because I think you can't, that's like, again, I mean, I, I use the GPS analogy because it's so relatable, but like, you're not going to turn on Waze, Google Maps and Apple Maps and just try to mash together 
there are three different ways. Like they're all going <laughs> to give you a different route to get there. That's you know right. what I mean? And you can't, or like I always say to people too, the other analogy I give is like, you don't take three puzzles, dump all the pieces together and then try to make one big puzzle. <laughs> you can't. Oh, that's perfect. That is perfect. You're never going to yeah. do it, right? Yeah. You can't do that. So you can't, you have to pick and figure out. And it doesn't mean that you can't switch. You can't, you can't look at it and go, you know what? This really isn't working. But I think you've got to give it time. You got to give it that 60, 90, 120 days, something of that sort to be able to really look at and say, this strategy is not working out. This is not exactly the route I need to be taking right now. And you do have to evaluate it and make that decision at some point, but persistency is is important too. We've got to be consistent and persistent professionally and and profitably persistent to to help get to somewhere, but you got to give it a chance to work. I think you made a great point there. Yeah, exactly. You can't just keep jumping ship and, you know, being able, and that's a, another key piece to strategy that I think is often missed from a growth perspective is the reflection piece of taking the time in your calendar to set the appointment with yourself and just look back. Yeah. Reflect back. I mean, yeah. right now at this time of recording, we're recording on February 1st. Okay, so a whole month just went by. Not that you can measure a whole lot of data in 30 days. It's a very short amount of time when it comes to business growth or sales, even in sales. But you can look back and say, okay, how many calls did I have? Where did a majority of these calls come from? Where did the leads come from? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What did I, you know, what marketing strategy did I try this month that worked really well? I really think that 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 is to me such a crucial part to strategy, but most people don't take the time to look backwards. They just want to keep moving forward. Like, yay, brand new month. Let's set new goals. All well, right. Well, you, but use the data you have <laughs> from the month yeah. before, before you do that, like take a minute to just look back and say, okay, this worked really well. We can double down on this. Yeah, it's like it, you know, the flavor of the month club. It, mm -hmm. it just you can't do that in business and expect to get anywhere. It takes time to gain traction and to to gain the kind of engagement that you need to be able to take a strategy and move it forward. Seems to me, at least. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even look at sales. I mean, the first time you talk to somebody, they probably aren't going to convert, and maybe. If it is the first time you talk to them and they've and they do convert on the spot, there's a good chance that they've been watching you, they've been following you, they've been in your world. Maybe not, maybe not through a conversation, but they've probably been in your world for a lot longer. So you've got to be willing to look at that and say, okay, well, how long were they watching? Or before you just move on to the next person, because you could be missing out on a lot of opportunity by continuing to just jump over, you know, and, and continually looking for the new. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree completely. And it, it really boils down to staying the course. Uh, if you're trying to get from Dallas to, to Washington, D.C., and you've chosen to drive, uh, chances are you don't want to get to Nashville and decide to go get on an airplane. Uh, you know, it just doesn't work well if you do those kind of things. Right. Exactly. Yep, 100%. The other bucket you talked about, Michelle, was networking. And I don't know. You, you and I are both a part of it, at least one networking group that, that kind of works together. Uh, and I, I've learned a mm -hmm. lot from that. But I'm interested in your take. What do you think about networking and how often and how much? And I mean, obviously, we're not, it's like marketing. 
I tell people all the time, your number one job, unless it is, your number one job is not to to be a marketer. Your number one job is to engage people and, and sell whatever it is that you are selling in your business, your service or your product or whatever. Your job mm-hmm. is not, number one job is not marketing. Your number one job is not networking, but it is important. So I, t- what's your take on networking? I bet I bet you've got a different take than most folks. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, it probably is. I view networking as relationship building. I call it relationship marketing. I am a firm believer in networking and being a power connector of people so that you are always top of mind. And I think where I learned this the best from is we had a really, really good friend and, and this applies so much to business, but like we had a really good friend that he was just a a people person. God, he just knew, he knew everybody. And so we nicknamed him. I know a guy because (laughs) that was his answer to everything, no matter what, like, it was like, we'll just call. I know a guy like anytime we needed something, if you needed painters or you needed landscape, it didn't matter. You just were like, we'll just call. I know a guy. And anytime you called him, his answer would be like, Oh yeah, I know a guy that, I mean, that's just what it was. And so, and he was just a power freaking connector and networker. And that's how he became. And he became this such a valuable resource to everybody in his world because you knew that if if Chris liked you, then it was a solid freaking referral because he was a, a really good guy. And he he talked to everybody and he would vet them and he was just anal. So and that to me is networking in your business is being that person like I want to be known as that. I know a guy. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Michelle, yeah. do you know somebody that can help me network or, you know, do you know anybody that I can be on their podcast? Yeah, actually, I know a guy. Let me talk. You know, I've, I've got quite a few people. Let me let me reach out, and make those connections for you. And that to me, I call it boots on the ground marketing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where when you're networking and building those relationships properly, you have boots on the ground doing that marketing for you. You're not because you're always top of mind. And that to me is why networking is so powerful is because it keeps you top of mind. It builds relationships and you stay top of mind. Even if it's just as that power connector, it doesn't matter because those people are always coming into your world. They're always coming to you. And then it opens up the door to say, hey, how's it going? Have that new conversation and just continue to build the relationship. And that's the way I view it. Networking, start the conversation, always continue the conversation and then amplify your conversation. And I view your content or anything of that sort. Marketing is, is amplifying the conversations. But when you, when you can start those conversations, it helps you stay top of mind Mm -hmm. and get known as the expert. Yeah. Yeah. And once, once that occurs, then People will start beating your door down to come see you. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Michelle, thank you so much for being on the Business of Sales today. We've had a great conversation, I think. And these are three areas that everybody needs to think about and talk about and figure out how it applies to them and their business. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm always, always open to share more if anybody has any questions or still is thinking, I still, I don't understand. How would you do that? Just, you know, I'm always open to that conversation. Happy to help. So how do we get in touch with you? Um, You can do that on LinkedIn, Michelle Denio. Just look up my name or um, michelledenioconsulting.com will drive people right to my link to schedule a coffee chat with me or 
you know, just have a look at my website, whatever. But yeah, there's all kinds of resources there. And I share a lot about um, those three, those three buckets, network, grow, mastermind. That's fantastic. MichelleDanielConsulting.com is where you need to go and have a have a virtual coffee meeting with Michelle. I think you'd be surprised what she can learn and what she might be able to bring to the table to help you. Michelle, again, thank you so much for being on the Business of Sales. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Morris. I appreciate you. Oh, you're more than welcome. And everybody else out there, y'all know what I'm going to say. Go out and meet somebody. <laughs> Go out there and be proactive because when you take action, action begins to happen in your business. Have a great week, and I'll see you again next time right here on the Business of Sales. 